my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of them. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the internet's only podcast with the force to call out a paranormal APB on Zach and his <laughs> boys. I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. And right off the top of this episode, uh, I want to say, fuck the police. Holy shit, man. <laughs> this episode went in directions I did not expect. I, I could finally reveal that I absolutely 100% remembered the prostitution cop ride-along about this episode, and I was waiting here with my fingers pented, oh. waiting for you to oh. experience the rage my God. that I knew that you would. You no, know, like, we can't get into it yet. <laughs> I thought I was going to get mad at this episode for much different reasons. <laughs> I thought for sure it was just going to be, like, a big ad for fucking Portland, you know, where they're oh. like, oh, we're at Voodoo Donuts, and like, oh, we're going to get the ghost-shaped donut, and whoa, whoa. And, and just do all, the, like, the touristy shit, and I thought, oh, it's going to be really cringy, it's going to be very, like, lame Portlandia no. shit, no. <laughs> but in, it's, oh, God, oh, God, the worst parts of this fucking city. Yeah. Ah! Well, uh, Witches and Warlocks, come with us on the Rage Train as we discuss Ghost Adventures Season 7, Episode 1, The Shanghai, Shang, the Shanghai Tunnels. <laughs> Shanghai. Shanghai the Shanghai. All right, right now we're in Portland, Oregon, and uh, we are here to do a special lockdown. Portland was a bustling port city in the middle of the 19th century. Despite these innocent beginnings, this underground network will forever be known for the evil that would soon take place here. Hop in. Time to go on patrol. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait to do this. Right, so a girl was just spotted getting into a car, possible John car. Right now, Officer Ruffles talking to this very, very young girl, and this young girl seems to be avoiding anything having to do with with uh, with the police. He's even offering her help to get her out of this rain. They took her to the police, naively, where some of them were on the take. And two nights later, she was thrown down the elevator shaft. So we were driving around for a couple hours, and we were really patient, and then finally, this happens, a girl gets in a car, pull them over. Right now, we're just looking for typical evidence of prostitution, you know, condoms, phone numbers. Last time I did this, she had nothing in her purse, no ID, no money. Oh yeah, I watch your show. Can you go in them haunted houses? Yeah. I like the one we went like to Italy or somewhere like that. Yeah. And you have to get dressed just to go over there. <laughs> she even watches the show. <laughs> a nice, nice girl. Well, uh, we are in Portland, Oregon, baby. Or, or as as uh, as Zach says it, we're in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. He speaks like he's got fucking taffy in his mouth. We haven't seen his tooth recently. Maybe he got that adjusted. 
with a piece of taffy. <laughs> yes, they are in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, Aaron's hometown. They are visiting the Shanghai Tunnels, <laughs> specifically under Hobo's Bar, which uh, made it in Out Magazine's uh, list of 200 greatest gay bars in the world. Hobos? Hobos, yes. Wow. Huh. I think Zach would have had, if he realized that he was walking into a gay bar, he may have like, he may have reacted like that guy who was fighting the ghost in the alleyway in that one video. <laughs> you fucking me. You fucking fuck me so you? good. <laughs> now that guy was enjoying it. <laughs> Ride that horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're at Hobos, and uh, they start with their first witness. It's a very exciting moment as Zach comes to a steel grate in the, the road, and he's like, if we pound on this, a zombie is going to pop out, and then... I think we feel the first of many disappointments for Zach Bagans. <laughs> Michael P. Jones <laughs> pokes his fucking head out. Yeah, but he can't even like he can't even fucking lift the thing. So Zach has to help him out. No, he's like you're. T he is so, like cookie cutter grifter. He's got his cane. He's got his hair like straight out of the Mister Humphrey's Guide to Beauty. Yeah, Michael Jones, the cur curator of the Shanghai Tunnels. He is. He looks very familiar with the tunnels as well as first edition Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, and he's also familiar with the afterlife, um, as he died in 2020. Rest in peace. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Confirmed death. Yep, yep. The the Shanghai Tunnels, they take another. Two more shoes added to the pile. <laughs> a couple of fucking New Balance. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go. To, we'll investigate next time I'm in town, and I just like look New Balances circa 2017. Because obviously he goes, he wears the same pair of sneakers for like three to five years before getting a new pair. Oh, that would be great if everyone associated with the Shanghai Tunnels has to has to. Uh, add some shoes when they die That'd be oh amazing. no it's some horrible corporate dystopia to run the shanghai <laughs> yeah, tunnels they're fucking nike nike's yeah. gonna buy the shanghai tunnels <laughs> and put up a bunch of fucking swooshes everywhere money is greed and money and gold it can kill you i love also that like <laughs> michael pops his head up and it's like oh there, yeah, zombie. Hey, looky, looky, you, not in makeup. Nick's like, Nick's like, ugh, I love spooky, mysterious things. What the fuck? Nick is on one. I think he's talking. He's talking. He's talking about Michael. <laughs> I think. I think Nick is really trying to get like toyetic about this at this point, where he needs to start dropping catchphrases, so they start making dolls of him. Because he just keeps taking to the camera to be like, <laughs> spooky, scary. That's us. Hey, man, the hindsight, you know, knowing that that he's going soon. Yeah. Knowing that he's not long for this show. Not long at all at this point. No. And like seeing how he's acting and how he's like, he's like, you know, hmm, taking it for granted, maybe. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, Nick. Maybe you should have counted your blessings uh, instead of counting all of the children popping out of your it's wife's vagina. <laughs> your 
brood. You should have been taking care of your blessings rather than your quiver. <laughs> well, uh, Michael starts showing them around because these tunnels are famous for the practice of Shanghaiing people, which is pretty common, as it turns out. <clears throat> really? Yeah, I mean, there's versions of this all over. Right. Especially, like, in the UK and America, where you need crew of a lot of people don't want to go and be on a boat for, like, months at a time at sea, far away from home, where anything can happen. So you have to incentivize it somehow. And it's certainly not going to be through pay. By knocking them out and having them wake up at sea. Horrible. Horrible. But also, like, they're trying to make it more scary than it is oh this fucking zach's zach is insane with how he's approaching this zach is like oh i can imagine the death and the violence down here (laughs) michael's like yo "Uh, well killing them's kind of a uh, like not the point did you (laughs) did you hear when i said that they were getting paid 50 dollars per person that's like a half a year's salary at that time, <laughs> dude. Like, what, they're going to kill him after all yeah. the work? <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, man. I love, I love also that, like, while they're talking about all this bullshit, they cut to the most fantastically photoshopped picture of the dead logger. You know, because they're like, oh, yeah, like miners, loggers, transients, anybody would fall down the chute and they'd get taken away. And so they do this this fucking edit of the uh, of the loggers face and his teeth are all showing and there's like his face (laughs) is ripped off. And it's like if anyone died, they died from overdose, blunt force trauma. and They didn't die from a fucking underground grizzly attack. Yeah, no, a prostitute didn't, like, go fucking Temple of Doom and, like, push her hand through his head. I don't know, that T-posing fucking saloon maiden. That T-posing saloon maiden might have fucking had a gnaw. We have our first romance on this show as our our T-posing Confederate soldier may have found the woman of his dreams. Yes, yes. This clip is by far the most romantic EVP I have ever captured to date. Romantic? Romantic. It's goofy. It's goofy bullshit. Also, like, the whole, like, trap door thing is so, like, Looney Tunes dumb. Yeah. But, I mean, it... For all intents and purposes, it looks like it's real. It seems as though from the history and the existence of these things that that at least was used sometimes for that purpose. Interesting. It was likely more used to get supplies from the docks through the tunnels to like the stores underneath the restaurants, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tunnel access. That, that the tunnels that were mostly used for moving goods. But, you know, listen, there is there is evidence that this happened. People did get Shanghai. The practice of, like, breaking glass in the, in the tunnels so they couldn't escape. Maybe. Really? I mean, this stuff did happen. See, I, I always, I was always under the impression that the Shanghai tunnels were a huge fake grift. They never trapped sailors, they trapped tourists. That could be a thing. 
I just know that like this practice is a thing that happened. Okay. For instance, in England during the Napoleonic Wars, if you were a man, a, an able-bodied man, and if a barrister in a town like poked you with his stick, you had to show up to go serve on a ship. <laughs> That's see, I could buy that way more. That's some like twiddly do silly shit. Like, oh, I've been poked. Uh oh, off to the ships. Yeah, no, it's uh, one in one of my favorite book series, uh, which uh, Master and Commander is based off of mm, the Master and Commander book love series. That movie. Captain Audrey loses his uh, commission, and he's in town, and he realizes he can get onto this other boat and become a captain. Someone's offering him a commission there, but he has to get across the town, and uh, there's all these barristers wanting to poke him. With their sticks because they want him they like for some reason they're mad at him they oh, want that's him so to scary <laughs> all these barristers coming after you with their their fucking canes they're little pokey sticks so what oh. he does is he has his crew that his he's tight with like sur- walk with him in a big circle around him so they can't Ooh. reach him with his sticks see like how interesting of a story is that i why didn't michael p jones tell that story that's a fun story he's got his cane he could have come at come at Zach with his cane. Yeah, just poked him and be like, ha-ha, Shanghai, ha, you're on what? a ship now. You've been hide. Now go to the docks, get on the first ship to to China, and you'll be great. <laughs> because, because imagine this, you're British and you do what you're told. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're British, and so if you, if the barrister hits you with a stick, you just go, God, God dang it. All right. It's like the, the kids in a Christmas story. The bell's ringing. It's like, I got poked. Yeah, I, I got, got poked. poked. I gotta go. <sighs> Sorry, wife and child. I have to go to sea for four years. A man <laughs> hit me with a stick. He touched me. He is a barrister. I dodged three or four of them, but uh, he eventually <laughs> got me. He was fast. Oh, shit. Well, and again, the, the fact that that happened, where people would be tricked into these tunnels, I'm sure it happened sometimes. But the first part of the, the night of women or captains or other crew members getting somebody drunk Mm -hmm. to get them on the ship is 99% of the time all that you need. A captain would just get somebody drunk and then put a, like some fucking like papers in front of him and be like, Hey, you want to sign up for a ship? And the guy's like, okay. And he signs up and then they, they walk with him down to the docks and throw him on the boat. Dude, that shit would work on me. I know. <laughs> this is why. This is why. Oh God! I hope. I hope that fucking the army recruiters never pick up on this. <laughs> We're introduced to the owner of hobos, which what a name, especially in Chinatown. Especially one that's apparently a great gay establishment. Uh, I don't know. Is it still open? It closed in 2020. Yep. Yep. And then, and along with it. Michael P. Jo- Jones's life. Maybe they closed it down and they forgot he was in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why he died. He's just, um, hello. He's hitting with his cane. <laughs> he just stood at the doorway with his little cane and knocked. And people were like, there was no one out there because we were all inside. <laughs> Restaurant owner Andrew Guthrie is like, well, there's that ghostly knocking again. God dang it. <laughs> 
Hate to leave this paranormal hotspot. Better board up these windows or else Antifa's gonna break them down. Yeah, start lighting some sage because we gotta cover up the smell that's going on there. Meanwhile, <laughs> Michael, he's just shitting in his third pair of shoes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. This is the first time we've ever put an X in a toilet room. Sounds like a place. Zach's running through the whole thing with owner he reaches for the lowest hanging fruit of a joke and this is right after he's been shown that the trap door has been tiled over oh yeah really dumb fucking move on whoever owned this place in the 70s um <laughs> but he's like he's like oh you sure you don't like mm, shanghai anymore and now knowing it's a gay bar, <laughs> that, that that was a, a shining moment where Andrew could have said something like, "We we won't Shanghai you, but I'll I'll steal you in a different way." Yeah, we do it a little differently. <laughs> but you will feel it in the morning. <laughs> and I poke you with a stick. Hey, waka oh. waka waka waka. Hey, but but I did appreciate the timing of his bad joke cut to. Reenactment, man punching another dude in the face. That's exactly how I was feeling. Never had so much rage. I just wanted, I, didn't, I don't know what I wanted to do. So yeah, you do. No, I mean, I wanted to hurt both of them. Both uh, Michael and Andrew Guthrie, the owner of the restaurant, do discuss the main haunting, the only known ghost, the ghost of Nina. A Klickitat Indian who was stolen by slavers, made a prostitute, and then betrayed by Christian missionaries who used her for information to clean up the streets, and then they killed her. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way they worded it, they're like, they're like, yeah, they, they, they brought her to the police for help, and then she got murdered. And I was like, damn, PPB hasn't changed. No, zero percent. And I had no idea what was coming. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, before we get to that, yeah, we ha well we have to at least talk about a couple more people they speak to. Bob Chamberlain, yes, or Wilford Brimley in a very <laughs> minimal disguise. <laughs> yeah, PDX Wilford Brimley. Yeah, Bob Chamberlain from Northwest Paranormal Investigations. Yes, or NPI. How many you got, baby? Well, I I have four that are all colonoscopy themed. <laughs> Please, I, I won't interrupt with mine. I want to hear all four in a row. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. All right, here we go. Here we go. Nascent polyp itinerary. Oh, no. <laughs> no poop inside. Oh, yeah, that's very important for that process. Nasty posterior insight. Ooh. And noxious propane ignition. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I'm glad... Do you need to go in for a colonoscopy again, Eric? Oh, I should. Okay, cool. Well, I guess your mind is like subconsciously telling you. No, I just saw Bob Chamberlain and I was like, there's a man who needs a colonoscopy. <laughs> that guy has had a camera up his butt recently <laughs> to check on his own polyps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have three. Okay. For for Wh Wilford Brimley here. I've got uh, nipples pleasantly inverted. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Nice package, idiot. <laughs> and 
uh, no police inclusivity. <laughs> yes! God damn, so good. I did have one that, like, I couldn't put within the colonoscopy theme, so I just put it at the bottom, and it's just... Newly plumped infant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a fat baby boy. (laughs) Yeah, and he had a brick thrown at him. Which, Zach, like, interrupts this man's story to be like, Nick, Nick, look, somebody else on this whole world has had brick thrown. Isn't that weird? (laughs) In a show where they've myriad times have been told about things being thrown, but I guess a brick brick. is too... It's a brick. Specific, yeah. Oh, it's because it's so heavy. It's because these ghosts are going Kevin McAllister on everybody. Yeah. Also, I can't. I, I I got inspired by this. How about we do a remake of Home Alone? Oh. Uh, where it's two investigators up against a little boy spirit who doesn't know he's dead. I like that. <laughs> Paranormal Activity meets Casper, the friendly ghost. Buh, buh, buh. That's your elevator pitch right there. <laughs> Well, we get another one. We get another really good one because there's Catherine Duncan <laughs> shows up to tell <laughs> so she shows up to tell them about the wind chimes. There's 13 wind chimes down there. Yeah, that she hung up to make it a little bit more fun. A little cute, a little fun. And she's the leader of what? Trails End Paranormal or TEP. Okay. Well, I do I've got I got 3. Oh, perfect. I have 4. So, uh I'll go first. Okay. Total external prolapse. (laughs) (laughs) Starting off strong, I've got uh, tapered and erect penises. (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, Tragic evacuation of poop. Ooh. I've got totally ensconced in pleather. Ooh. Terrific exhumation of piss. (laughs) Uh, And my last one is... Tasty excretions, please. (laughs) Well, since it's Portland, I had to say tangentially enthusiastic polyamory. Hey! (laughs) It's Portland. Uh, Everyone's fucking and no one's happy. Speaking of no one being happy, (laughs) we do have to cut to the skit. We are police officers by day and paranormal cops by night. We don't rest until your case is closed. The skit is called The Boys Go Sound of Freedom on Portland. What? (laughs) You not heard of the movie Sound of Freedom? Wait, what's the Sound of Freedom? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the right wing fucking movie about trafficking victims. Come on. Oh, no, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Come on, Joel. I'm so sorry. I was thinking of Birth of a Nation. (laughs) I was thinking of a different bad racist movie. (laughs) The Sound of Freedom and Birth of a Nation do sound very similar, and they are for a very similar audience. That stirred it up, I bet. You think? (laughs) Zach sets up the most insane premise he's ever said on this show, that the issues surrounding sex trafficking in modern-day Portland is being caused by the spiritual vents from below it's wafting up the 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 whoring of past is making portland a a place where (sighs) prostitution happens yeah the ghosts are making us horny and and the ghosts are making um 
the United States system collapse and make it more reasonable for people to go out and sell their bodies because uh, our system's fucked and no one's taking care of anybody. Yeah. But their whole fucking premise is that no woman would ever go out and do this unless she was being trafficked by a pimp. That's the only way. They have to be a literal slave. They're a slave to their slave masters. And thank God, you know, the boys, we got the GAC, we got the PPB, and they're going out to arrest the pimps, right? Right? That they're they're gonna they're gonna crack down on the on on the, the, the pimps who are who are forcing women to do this, right? Oh, I mean, no, because that's hard, and they're probably inside. Oh, or they don't fucking exist. Yeah. <laughs> because it's fucking sex work, the oldest fucking profession. Jesus fucking Christ. This whole sequence is the most upsetting. I hate Zach Baggins. <laughs> I hate him. I, I know. I knew that this would be hard not only because of your personal experience with the the portland police department and knowing what fucking assholes they can be and often can be are all the fucking time (laughs) yeah no they they get lost looking for sheriff bickford who again is framing this whole thing is like Oh yeah, these women are being brought in from all over, and the, the, like these these pimps are just like standing outside of schools and handing out books, and somehow tricking these eighteen year olds. Oh wait, no, that's the Gideons. Um, uh, <laughs> oh wait, no, that's the army. Oh damn. Yeah, oh mm, shit. And, ooh, uh, fuck. Uh, ooh, ah damn. It's ooh, definitely. Uh, I never saw a pimp hanging out. I saw my my high school being like, "Hey, who wants to hang out? <laughs> Yay, you want to make some fucking money, kiddo? Come on, hey, oh yeah, come on. You sucked on a fucking lollipop before, right? Ah, kiddo, how many licks, right? Yeah, you know how it goes. Hey, you want to make fifty bucks an hour? Huh? Hey. Hey, bada bing, bada boom, you get stuck on kind of a stinky lollipop, <laughs> boom, you get you get a fuck you get some money and then you give it to me. And listen, that is part of the equation. There are pimps. But there also are plenty of people who are just doing that because sex work is work. And you wanna eliminate the pimps? You legalize sex work and stop criminalizing no it. Fucking shit dude, this I know this the... fucking sequence is so upsetting. They're talking about all these like young women between 18 and 20. And it's like, you know what these women really need is a charge on their record to make it so they can't get hired for anything else. Oh, Joel, that's the only thing that's going to save them. <laughs> yeah. It's going to save them so that, so that the only form of work available to them is more sex work. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Fucking brilliant guys. The, the part where they're like driving and they're like they're like oh we have to save this girl looks like it's time for an arrest yeah (laughs) they start cuffing this girl and there's no evidence of a pimp complete cognitive dissonance they're like yeah we better just arrest her to save her from herself the officer porkster officer jeriff ruppel ruppel 
He he says he was uh, searching her bag for the common sides of prostitution, which are apparently money, condoms, and phone numbers. So please, women in Portland, don't carry cash or condoms. <laughs> he also asks, uh, which is a classic cop move. He asks, any knives, guns, hand grenades? Ooh. And I've had that question asked before. Uh, during a pullover, they ask that because it's like it's like a like, let's see if you have a little giggle, because if you have a little giggle, then you're probably not guilty. Or maybe you have a little giggle and it makes you think that I'm your friend and I'm here to help you, but I'm gonna f- hit you with a bunch of fake charges, so you end up in prison and I end up with a commendation. The penalty is a class A misdemeanor. Yeah, one year in prison. Or up to up to six thousand two hundred and fifty dollar fine. Can you yeah. imagine? So if these girls are out there, fucking on eighty second, sucking dick for like fifty bucks, you think they have six thousand dollars sitting around to pay this no. fine? This is this this is the most predatory, fucking dis. I fucking hate the PPB. Yeah. Fuck you, Zach Baggins, you dipshit motherfucker. And then they 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 fucking like cuff this young girl, and then Zach stands in front of the camera like it's fucking cops, and he's like, yeah, "How Ugh. awkward is that? How fucking okay?" Not only young black woman, yeah. and he preaches to the camera, and he's like, "She's a slave, she's a slave," and like oh we're God. saving her, and yeah. it's like, bro, there is about a. 10% chance she has a pimp. Yeah. And 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 let's say let's 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 take that on a, on a on a on a tr- on a fucking trip trip here for for a second. Like imagine she does have a pimp. Now you've cuffed her, given her a fine, yeah. taken her to jail, and then what are you going to do? Throw her back out on the street to her pimp who's going to fucking either beat her, extort more, or fucking kill her? Yeah, I mean, you know what's going to happen? He, the pimp's going to bail her out. And the pimp's going to be like, well, now you have a $6,000 debt to me. That's like the 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 best case scenario. No, it's a whole, the whole system is set up to just penalize the women, which is, of course, what cops and men like Zach Bagans like to do. They, they don't care about actually f- fixing a problem which is pimps utilizing women <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a, like one of our uh, uh, paranormal groups pimps yeah, utilizing, pimps women. utilizing what would, women what would that be like paranormal utility waistcoat <laughs> paranormal unit west side yeah 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 <laughs> yeah no these people don't care about fixing shit they don't care about making it safe like the cop randomly stops a woman with no cause just like hey i've seen you walking out here and she's like okay yeah and then zach's like i can't believe she's turning down his ride and like the guy's like this fucking cop is like hey get in my car i got a couple of dudes in there and we're gonna we're gonna take a ride fucking survival instinct much you know we've said it at least a couple times a season every season I think we've hit the most problematic moment 
of Ghost Adventures that you can't understand why a bunch of young women are returning to sex work when the economy is fucking devastated, just tanking all over the place. It's the same way that, like, the fucking people in charge treat homelessness, where they're like, they're like, oh, well, it's just the easy way out. We have to make it harder for them because, like, otherwise it's just, like, easy. So they just, like, live on the streets because it's easy and fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Same thing with, like, fucking walking the streets at three in the morning in the yeah. rain to suck some shitty old man's dick for, like, 50 bucks. Yeah, I'm sure these 19-year-old girls really are, are having a great time doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. They're sure loving it. It's a lot of fun. It. They're having the most fun. I mean, yeah. it's not like if a crazy serial killer, which the Pacific Northwest is <laughs> fond of harboring. Fond of harboring. <laughs> was looking for a victim. They wouldn't oh, be her. And then no one would come God. looking for her because that's what happens. This shit makes me so. And then not only is Zach fucking like zacking off on this fucking young woman. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, oh, I know you. I love your show. Yeah. Fucking heartbreaking moment. I know. A, a, a moment where she's just like revealing, like, oh, yeah, no, I have a life that's. She's like, I'm of a this. person. I'm a person, Zach. And he's like, oh, you're a slave. No, you're a slave. Look at this beautiful young thing ruined. Whatever could I possibly do? Oh, this tarnished rose. Yes, this soiled dove. <laughs> She even knew about when I went to Paveglia. Oh, oh, it's God, such a shame dude. that she's have to go to prison for a year. If only I could do something. Son of a fucking bitch. I hate him so much. What? And like fucking Nick sitting in the back seat, like, woo, here we go. Yeah, cops. We were patient. We were hunting all night. We got one, boys. Yeah. <laughs> It's like he's talking about stalking a deer. Like, yeah, you know, we sat in the brush. It was about two to three hours. And eventually we saw one come by and I took my shot and boy, I bagged her. It's like it's like if a couple of guys were talking about how how sad it is that there are orphans and they're like, man, if only we could help those orphans. And then they go hunting for them. Yeah. And they shoot one in the head and they're like, tough thing you got to do. But we ended at least one. Uh, orphan, orphan situation. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. So, so Zach and and uh, Officer Oink Oink go yeah. <laughs> to a uh, a place full of glory holes. Yeah, they go to an adult video store. They call it an adult bookstore, which is uh, hilarious. Yeah, what is this? The fucking nineteen sixties? <laughs> God damn it, Zach. <laughs> Nothing gets me harder than Pride and Prejudice. Like, just crack open that book and just slide my (laughs) dick through that hole. I can't understand. I really don't get if this is a weird act on Zach's behalf. This apparent innocence with everything involving sex work in the sex industry at a time where he lives in Las Vegas. No shit. No fucking shit. Sex work is legal in Vegas. Yeah. And he's acting like like no one would ever do this on their own accord. The the cognitive dissonance is a fucking whirlwind. Also, also knows nothing about glory holes. Mm. He thinks that on the other side of a glory hole 
is a 19-year-old girl. <laughs> a fucking idiot. He knows nothing. Witches and Warlocks, if you are going to use an adult bookstore's back booth... Expect Bob Chamberlain, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My mustache is a little tickly, all right? A little tickly at the base. You know, me and, me and the wife have been together for 50 years. I just thought I'd experiment with something, you know. Straight up, a glory hole is for consenting gay men. Zach, don't you remember the incubus? Not a woman! Gentlemen? Not a woman! Speaking of bullshit, should we get into this lockdown? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. Well, it's it's a landmark experience, which is a warlocks. It is the first lockdown from dusk till dawn. No, from dawn till dusk. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that doesn't sound or feel right or make sense. I also should have known that Hobos was a gay bar when they were like, "It's closed during the day." Yeah, this restaurant and bar. And then Zach, I yeah, fuck it. We'll call this a fashion report. Oh, okay. Fashion Let's report. Do it. Here we Let's go. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Give me the thermometer, Aaron, real quick. Look, look at me, dude. Wow. Wow. Look at my body. Whoa. Check this out, man. Dude. You look weird, bro. First of all, I do have to appreciate that Zach has dressed as Pacific Northwest Zach Baggins. <laughs> He's got on his, like, Columbia puffy jacket. But Zach has put on the mask to end all masks. Oh, yes. And so fitting for him to wear this in Portland, Oregon. Usually people put the masks on while they're around the PPB, <laughs> but Zach decided to put it on after hanging out with the PPB, which is a little uh, backwards. Yeah, if he was wearing that mask anywhere around a protest, he would be shot dead. He would have had his knee shot. <laughs> he would have been fucked hard. Yes, Zach is looking uh, PNW fresh. Aaron also in his like... He's not wearing any flashy black. It's all just dumpy black stuff. Very downtown Portland. He looks like he could be bumming a, a cigarette from outside of any bar in Seattle, Tacoma, or Portland. Yeah, like a like a guy who's hanging out outside of Embers because he doesn't want to go in because that's gay. <laughs> but he's, God, he's so curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like, hey, just here for a cigarette. What's going on in there? Boy, that woman's really tall. Yeah, whoa, hey, uh, hey, you know, I like him, I like him kind of tall. She's got a lot of makeup on, wow, she's really pretty, I love her big, strong legs. Wow, those eyelashes just go all the way up, huh? Ooh, <laughs> waka waka. Wow, she sounds just like Cher. Please. Well, speaking of Aaron, the ultimate PNW undercover agent, they have given him a large number of IR cameras so that he can just lay mines all through the tunnels anytime they feel something. Jesus Christ. These fucking boys playing army. Oh, yeah. It's it's a lot of equipment, but, yeah, I'm humping it. I'm humping it. Got, I got some 
extra magazines of uh, batteries. And, uh, you know, I got my MRE uh, nuts in my pocket, (laughs) ready to go, ready to hunker down, you know, ready to win this war, you know? I think that Zach really should have adopted the practice of having bandoliers filled with batteries so that we could stop doing this, my equipment doesn't work shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, oh, that would make them feel so much cooler. Yeah. And they'd walk around, they'd be like, I need a reload. Pull out some fucking double A's. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking Aaron has just like two <laughs> bandoliers across his chest. Yeah, dude. They'd love, they would have loved that shit. Oh, they call him Double D because it's all filled with D sized batteries. He's the grenadier. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I'm feeling it too. This is awesome. Zach immediately makes this so much more crazy than it has to be. Because he says that as they're setting up their first investigation by the shoes, the shoes are the last personal possession of the victims of the Shanghaiers, which is like, no, dude. Zach is trying to promote this as though underneath Portland is just a whirring saw blade where (laughs) prostitutes and transients were thrown into after their shoes were taken off. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, fuck, man. I think the PPV would love if that was true. <laughs> if, if, Make if their job just... so much easier. <laughs> this place was not as deadly as Zach wants it to be, but he still busts out the spirit box and gets some stuff. I mean, like, it's a very talkative box. This is a good box session. Yeah, it's very... Which is what that John wanted from that car. Spirit spirit radio heavy episode. It's not the best. It's whatever, man. Like, I will say the responses are... They're good for what they're asking. It doesn't all make sense. Like, the first ones they get are, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I mean, it could just be radio. They're actually (laughs) interrupting. Because there's a road above their head. But whatever. (laughs) Zach is moving through all female voices until he gets to the prostitute bed. Which we didn't speak about. Michael Jones shows them a bed down there, which is a bed frame from like the 60s behind a curtain from the 90s and it's all supposed to be from like the late 1800s it's such a load of garbage (laughs) yes and uh it's also really funny because when (laughs) they're standing in front of it Aaron fucking simpleton fucking tiny brain idiot (laughs) hey this is where the prostitutions used to happen (laughs) love it so Zach's like what do you want to do to me what do you want from me and uh, it's like a male spirit that says alone yeah alone and Zach Mm. thinks oh my god it's a man and he wants to fuck me alone. The gay panic is is so he it's so cringe and he has to put a voiceover where he says, I think I'll pass until a female comes back. Sounds female. Is this a female? You just said female? Said female. I just said who's in there, man or a woman? A human female. These these women who you've been talking about being slaves yeah 
Zachary. The the, the oh oh you mean the 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 native woman who was forced into sex work and then murdered? Is that yeah. who you're who you're lusting after now, Zach? You piece of shit. <laughs> you fucking asshole. I, I know. We have to help these spirits and the trapped women who were buzzsawed down here. <laughs> Wait, why is it a man that wants my cock? That's so gay cringe. Gross. <laughs> Zach, and meanwhile, Zach was enjoying his day at the fucking glory hole. Yeah. He, he smells like multiple men's cum at this point. <laughs> the fucking, the, you can't be surprised that the ghost wants to, wants to fuck you. But also, the ghost was asking to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost was like, go away. He's like, what do you want? What do you want? And he's like, uh, to be alone. Go the fuck away. <laughs> I do love to imagine that the ghost was like, wait. No, why aren't you picking up on this vibe? I thought I saw you down at the adult bookstore, right? Weren't, weren't you in the glory hole? Also, I got mad at Zach for a completely different reason in this this scene. Yeah. Because uh, he really, truly lacks the conviction to be a real ghost hunter. If you aren't willing to gargle a ghastly and gangly engorged gentleman as mm-hmm. he grabs your head and mm-hmm. goes to town on your gullet, then you have no business being on television. Open the fuck up. Pull your pants down, coward. Yeah. Fucking open up. Perfect segue as we get back to the spirit box and they get, can't believe you. What did I do? And fi- and finally they get, let's get naked and none of these cowards do. <laughs> Again, he, he Zach, Zach mentions that it's relevant to this situation. Yeah. Again, it proves that he doesn't have the courage. If you don't have the stones to strip sensually for slutty spirits, then son, I suspect you suck. Whoa. Got him. <laughs> That's right. Bitch. Oh, shit. Catch these hands out on these streets. Are you ready to fight against us? They just leave that situation, that situation, and they go back to the main room, and they're like, "What? What was happening? What was? What were you? What was happening to you when when you were you, you were Shanghai?" And it says, "I was wasted. I was wasted, dude. Yeah, dude." Which, Joel, you may as well call me the Buzzsaw of Portland, <gasps> because I have unsheathed my buzzsaw and thrown it through Zachary's stupid fucking face his his mask and out the back of his goddamn dumb head yeah because according to the online etymology dictionary wasted (laughs) wasn't used as a slang for drunk until the 1950s. Oh no. Nice try, Zach. You done. <laughs> if this is real, if this is paranormal, yeah. this points to the idea that the evidence these boys are getting is from them. Mm-hmm. Saying you're wasted to be drunk, that is something Zach would say. Exactly. So if if 
it is paranormal. It's it's all coming from the boys. Well, yeah, because again, if a spirit can manipulate these word databases, why can't their own minds? Ex- why can't the living? Exactly. Exactly. You've put the Zack and the boys in a sticky situation for sure. <laughs> also, also, the I was beaten is really funny because he's like, what were you drinking when you were shanghai And it says, I was beaten, but actually, if you listen, it sounds like it says whiskey. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like that, although I do like to imagine that he was really thinking of a different kind of beating, like, I was beaten. I was beating it off. I was slapping the old sausage. What were you drinking? I wasn't drinking. I was beaten. Hey, there are some pretty girls. I paid her for me $5, and then, uh, yeah, I got a beat off in front of her. It was great. I was at the fucking saloon. Hobos. Up, up, up die. I was beaten. I was you know, beaten. Wait, I was hey, in the back room. You work 60 hours a week at a dock and tell me you're not going to beat it off at hobos, okay? <laughs> well, hey, speaking of new and exciting things, we get a new device, the shadow detection device. That, yes, pretty interesting weird yeah, I, that like they never thought to make something like that i mean they have other things something that beeps when light interacts with it it sounds like the kind of like cool spy toys we got to have in the 90s yeah 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 you know where like you'd get one that was like like a movement detector and it'll like sound an alarm when somebody moves in the way. Yeah, and it's got a range of like five feet. Yeah. They could have had this for a long time. This is such a simple device where it is just reading the room. Finally, a device to read the room since these boys can't. Boom! Hey! hey. <laughs> Ow, yeah. Waka waka. This device starts paying off almost immediately because we get into. A pretty fun segment where the door rattles and the boys start feeling bad, which they should. They should feel bad for everything they've done today. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be so great if instead of being like, I think I'm going to pass out. They're just like, I feel really guilty. Yeah, uh, the spiritual attachment is making me feel like I'm the bad guy. Wait a minute. We're the baddies (laughs) wearing all black. With, yeah. with our stupid fucking facial hair? We're the baddies? Uh, hey, guys. just I got, I'm getting this weird spiritual feeling. Just a quick roundtable. Is it weird that I keep trying to fuck ghosts that I am sane or murdered prostitutes? Is that weird? Is that weird? Is that bad? Is that bad? Does, does it, is it bad that I'm, like, turned on when, like, one of the women spirits is, like, a horrible rapist murderer? Is that weird? Yeah, that... I'm... I'm getting the sense that it's weird. Like I'm seeing it on your faces that it might be a little, a little weird. Am I the problem? (laughs) MRE, MRE stat, Aaron, MRE. (laughs) MRE, we got it. Hey, hey, we got to like hit each other. We got to (laughs) like. Wake up, wake up, wake up. We can't let the spiritual (laughs) attachment affect us like that because obviously these ghosts are gay here and they're trying to make us weak. It's probably just a ghost that's gay, dude. It's probably a gay ghost trying to make me feel like shit, dude. It's a demon. This demon's trying to make us feel weak and effeminate. Let's do some push-ups really quick, okay? Because we're obviously not the problem because we're so fucking Aaron, take my shirt off. Aaron, take my shirt off now. Billy, take my belt off, please. (laughs) Billy, grease. (laughs) (laughs) Push-up grease, now. 
he he's sloshing this bucket of grease and slips on some that lands in front of him and he just slides all the way to Zach's feet scalding hot grease <laughs> when Billy slides and hits all the boys it makes the uh, the bowling alley so- sound <laughs> I, I would love if I could program a bowling alley's like strike video oh, to be a, a, a gif of a Billy Tolley <laughs> a bo- mohawk bully ball with butthole lips yeah. smashing into a bunch of spiky haired Zach Bagan pins Joel the quality of those videos you could probably make that in about two months of working in Blender teach me your ways I'll do it I want to do it dude that would be such a fun series do the ghost adventures bowling alley screens <laughs> holy shit that would I would be, be obsessed with that guys I've, I, I love that shit oh it'd be so fun fuck Great ideas. Million great dollar ideas. ideas. We got always, always with us. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> the boys hear a rattle and they feel bad. And then they hear footsteps and the shadow detection device starts beeping. And yeah. Aaron is like full, like pointing grouper mouth like. <gasps> <laughs> and, you know, this is all vaguely interesting. They're hearing footsteps, the door's rattling, and it keeps rattling. The, the shadow det- detection device is going off, meaning there is some kind of discrepancy in the light. And the camera that they have facing the shadow detection device actually picks up a wispy white mist. I will hand it to them. That one's kind of interesting. Yeah. That one's interesting. I am here for it. Although... Uh, I have a little bit of my own buzzsaw on my head. No, no, not... Wait, you have a buzzsaw on your head? In the shape of a fedora. Oh, no! Because... Holy shit. The wispy mist is cool. I like it. My problem with the scene is everything else, because it's Portland during the day... And they are acting as though the footsteps can't come from upstairs because no one's up there because the business is closed. Not like, you know, businesses have to do prep work or the owner might be there taking care of some stuff before it opens. And they even say that they have to move further down the tunnels because they don't know if the doors are being moved by a ghost or because of rattling from the street above. The very busy street above. The footsteps are not paranormal. The, the door is not shaking because of ghosts. It's shaking because of cars. The mist is kind of cool. So I will partially slash. There are three bamboo stalks in front of me. And my katana goes through the first two <laughs> like butter, but sticks in the final one. I imagine you whipping your trench coat over the wisp. You whip it over the wisp as you destroy all around you. And then (laughs) slowly pull it aside and say, you're all right, little one. Pretty good, kid. Nothing personal, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I consider myself to be a great weeaboo warrior. (laughs) Yeah. The boys split up. Nick goes to the opium den, which I guess is there. I think it's just, it's all bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> this this place is all things to all I just people summed up this whole show yeah this is michael p jones coming up with random fucking names for the different areas in this dumbass basement yeah no this is like the kmart 
of paranormal where it's like oh one-stop shop you can get everything here's where the prostitutions happen opium prostitutes shanghaian what you need some native people okay mm, native how ghosts about, how sure. about a pile of shoes hey i bet if you if you you know pay enough money we can find some bones we can do some bones <laughs> for you yeah they're all raccoon all yeah. raccoon but Zach would pick up a fucking raccoon femur and be like, it's a child. This was from a very small baby. It's a baby rib. I've seen it before. <laughs> a baby with long snout and very sharp teeth. Yes. Maybe a demon child. Obviously a demon baby. We are dealing with a darkness unknown to man. If Zach saw a raccoon wearing clothes, he would think it was a child. <laughs> if I saw a raccoon wearing clothes, I'd be happy. That yeah, that'd be great. great. <laughs> uh, well, I do want to really, 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 really want to film that. After they split up, Zach lets us know that he feels something is off. Oh, yes. Something is following all of them. Something is lurking in the shadows. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's Richard Sennett. Oh, yes. Who's naked in the shadows with his newfound friend. Michael P. Jones, <laughs> teaching him the ways of the water, teaching yes. him the ways of the mud. <laughs> yes, and we catch a short glimpse, a <laughs> purple torso-shaped object darting around a corner as Zach is whipping his IR camera, his thermal camera around. And how did you feel about this shape, Eric? Because just to wrap it up really quick for the Witches and Warlocks, nothing else happens. Nick feels a cold blast. Aaron holds his head and says that he's good at talking with ghosts and the ghosts don't talk to him. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this. Okay, so here's what happened. Richard Sennett is really good at applying the mud. Obviously, he rolls in it like a piggy. But you know what? Michael P. Jones only knew how to get the front. <laughs> he didn't know how to get the back. No, so as no. he slipped back <laughs> through the doorway, his full nude old man back and butt was visible. Cold, but visible. Well, and my question is, how cold are we buying here? It's not cold enough. Because exactly. when we saw the first one, it was black, which is yeah. freezing, which is that, actually yeah. scary. Yeah, that was so intensely scary and so f fucking unexplainable. Yeah, because thermal vision, white is the hottest, black is the coldest. Yeah. And it's like blue, purple, fucking uh, all the way to like red, orange, and, and yellow all the way back to heat. And this is, eh, it's on like the the like orange to purple level. Yeah, Zach is saying it's a deep purple it's like bullshit fucking no it's not you it's hotter than the background it's like fake news tactics like dude we can see you do the comparison with aaron and this blob shape this blob shape looks like it's slightly less warm than aaron it's you still see orange in it so it's still a heat signature ghosts are not supposed to be hot they're supposed to be cold <laughs> Unless it's a demon, or it's Richard Sennett, or it's Michael <gasps> stomping around. Proof. It's a demon. It's proof it's a demon? You proved it better than Zach could have. A current Zach would have said, that's a demon. That's a demon. That's a demon. <laughs> and 
this time he was just like, I don't know, man. It's kind of cold and weird and purple. It might be a grimace. There might be a grimace loose underneath Portland. <laughs> there might be a grimace. <laughs> yes. He's been he's been running from the Hamburglar for untold <laughs> generations of man. Until one day the Hamburglar will catch him and untold horrors will be unleashed upon the streets of Portland, Oregon. A portal will open and Mayor McCheese will arrive onto this mortal plane. He will unleash his army of nuggets and they will giggle and laugh as they trounce their way across this beautiful city. The seas will turn red with ketchup. The skies (laughs) will turn orange with mustard. <laughs> and Mayor McCheese will do the final ceremony to allow Ronald, Ronald McDonald, the beast with the seven heads, to rise from Mount Olympus yes. and break through the crust of the very earth. We must summon Gritty to take <laughs> on Ronald McDonald. He is our only hope. <laughs> I would watch that like <laughs> that like 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 nineteen sixties Godzilla style. Yeah, gritty beating the shit out of Ronald McDonald yeah. over a Portland skyline. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, yo, give it to me, TikTok. TikTok's gonna have it. I know it. Well, uh, with that, uh, I think it's time to get out of the lockdown. Oh. It's over, and the boys leave just in time for all the strip clubs to open. Yay! Interesting, interesting Interesting. timing. Huh, how about that? I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out, I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. Eric, what did you think of this episode? Uh, fucking man. As far as the lore of, of Ghost Adventures goes... Great, because we get to learn what a huge piece of shit Zack is, and yes. what a cop-loving little fuck he is. But as far as a lockdown and evidence goes, garbage. At the moment, uh, this is one of my least favorite episodes. We get we get a wisp and we get a grimace, and that's that's it. And and the grimace one, I'm not even sure that's not Aaron. Well, Eric, with all of the strong words that have been said by us, I think it's time to put our money where our mouths are and challenge Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. Yeah, come fight me in my fucking town, bitch. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. So I'm going to procure... One of the many glory hole establishments in Portland. Yes. I, you know, I could scrounge up the cash. I could do a little, like, GoFundMe. You got friends. Yeah, buy one of these piece of shit little, like, run-down glory hole. You know, fuck it. No, I'm buying a shed. You're going to buy a shed. I'm putting in a false wall. I'm putting in a wall with a hole. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm going to invite Zach to the most haunted glory hole this side of the Mississippi. Oh. Zach is not going to be able to say no. (laughs) But there's some stipulations, see? Yeah. The only way, the only way to get these ghosts to come out 
to come out is to show up with a very specific garb. So Zach needs to come in very <laughs> tight shorts. Oh, yes. A crop top and no devices. He has to come alone. Ooh. What Zach doesn't know is that when he takes the bait, rolls into the to the glory hole shack that I've I have purchased in the outskirts of Portland. <laughs> I'm calling the cops right away. Because I'm getting Zach arrested for attempted prostitution. Yes. That's right, Zach. Now you get to learn what it's like to have a class A misdemeanor on your fucking record. Now you get to learn what it's like to have your face splashed over the tabloids in your short shorts and your cutoff t-shirt. <laughs> Fucking opening your mouth in a pleading way where there's a camera on the other side of this glory hole. Yes, Zach, now you will learn what it's like to be, quote-unquote, saved by the cops. <laughs> it works very well with my idea because, you know, Zach Bagans, willingly living in Las Vegas for all this time, he intended to move there, worked in the music industry. Only prominent girlfriend we're aware of was Hugh Hefner's number one in the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> Yep. I'm thinking that Zach Bagans has a little bit more knowledge of this kind of stuff than he's letting on. And so I think we need to give Zach a taste of his own undercover medicine. <laughs> we go to, to Vegas in a car that he'll never look at. Something so disgustingly plain and safe, it won't even register with him. Like a Yaris. A Honda Accord. Ooh, yes. A Honda, a, a gray Honda Accord. Fuck it, man. My my gray Honda Civic. Or yeah. No, Honda, <laughs> no, I have a, a CRV. Yeah. We'll roll up on a, in a CRV. And we follow this boy ambush journalism style. We, we, we haunt him at his museum. We set outside of his house. We see his comings and goings. We even get Billy to pass off some prostitute cards that people are flicking on the sidewalk. Because I'm sure Billy sets up most of this. And we're building evidence. We're building the biggest oh. expose. 60 minutes on Zach. All culminating in him in tiny cutoff shorts. <laughs> now, now, Joel, this yes. is great. Because this this allows perfect timing for because he goes to jail, it goes into the fucking news media, and that's when we release our huge folder, our expose. Mm -hmm. But you know what's even better, Joel? <laughs> what is that? It exposes his pimp. Paranormal investigations, a mysterious phenomenon squad. Pimps. Why do you like girls and money? Pimps. Is there a woman up here? Pimps. 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 That's right. Really? The, their original P-I-M-P, the person who's setting it all up for him. <laughs> and unfortunately for Billy, that is a felony. And he's <laughs> actually going away for some real time. <laughs> it's a win-win, baby. We get it, we get a get the, the image of Zach being put into the back of a cop car in tiny cutoff shorts. Uh Billy <laughs> doing the like 
perp walk but with his face and his shoulder trying to to cover it because he's going to jail for for being a mohawk um sir it seems you lead an organization called uh pimps can you tell us about that no it's an acronym an acronym and the worst thing for him is when they put him in the cop car they just crunch his his mohawk all the way down and shove his head in and he goes no they shove his head in and they slam the door and you just see it sheen off like four of the spikes (laughs) is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl dance floor is yours show yourself well eric it's so good to be in season seven oh here we are this is not the best start and this is going to be a weird season. Well, you know what's great, though? At least this was a season. No, for sure. Last season that we watched is a cobbled together madness of, of, of Discovery Plus. You know, it's, it's, it's chaos. Yeah. It was a bunch of specials and shitty throwaway episodes. And I, I'm, I'm feeling like this one's going to be, it's going to have some more uh, meat to it. Some more meat. Some more meat for the meats. Yeah. Well, do you want to hear what's coming up next, Eric and Witches and Warlocks? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, in Season 7, Episode 2, the boys go to the Peabody Whitehead Mansion. The description uh, on Discovery (laughs) Plus is the crew investigates an unsolved murder at a historic Denver mansion. Also to note, the fearless ghost hunters are joined by mixed martial artist Brendan Schaub. (laughs) No. Yeah. Oh, no. Nick is going to be torqued excited. Joe Rogan associate Brendan Schaub. (laughs) These boys are going to be so hard and excited to have a fucking mixed martial artist with them on their hunt. That is so stupid. Stupid. I'm yep. so ready. Wish the Warlocks join us next time, Eric. I, <laughs> I love can't. you. Hey, I love you, man. I'm I'm waiting for Andrew Tate to join. <laughs> join <laughs> I mean, if somebody's to gonna kid. try and fight a ghost, it's gonna be Andrew Tate. Can you imagine him with his stupid little fucking chin, neck chin, just yeah, ooh, getting scared in the dark. <laughs> I wasn't oh. scared I was tapping into my inner like, dragon. Little mole rat. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, well, Eric. Hey, Happy New Year. Hey, Here we happy are. New Year. Here we are. New Year, new, new me. Year, new season. N- new season. And we're we're hitting it hard. And I uh, love you back there, boy. I love you very much. And hey, goodbye. All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at CFMITD. You can also join us on Patreon at CFMITD for exclusive content like our continued paranormal challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the content that's too hot for the pod, and other exciting new content we come up with. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com, and don't forget to check out our brand new website at comefightmeinthedark.com for all the art, news, and merch we have. We love you all and have a good night.